This is Mark Tapp with Keith Welton's. Thanks for bringing that song in, Adam. It's a great selection. <laughs> yeah. And so, it's, there's not very many songs out there that have Iron Heart in them. Yeah, how did you find that song? I Googled it. <laughs> That's not true. Did you submit that to someone and then they recorded it? I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm pretty sure. That pretty is, that is uh, Ben and Tan. Uh, and the album is Ironheart, or, or the song is Ironheart. I'll have to look, I'll have to look it's into It's catchy. That. I know you will. That's <laughs> the catchy. best part. I'm going to go to his house. I've never been to your house, but I'm going to go to your house. I guarantee you that poster is right next to the Poison poster. <laughs> if, you, if there was that poster and a Poison poster, which one would be signed? That one or the Poison? That one. Okay. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So Adam Ferris is here, uh, and he's talking about a new venture, a distillery business that he's working on. Yeah. Uh, the the wine part of it and sort of using some of the waste makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. But but as you alluded to earlier in the in the last segment, um, brandy is a fruit uh, beverage, right? It, right. It, it, it's distilled from fruit. Do you have plans to move out of out of grapes and into other fruits? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're producing um, <clears throat> around I don't know seven thousand gallons of wine a year right now. Wow. And there are some varieties that sell really well. Mm-hmm. We, we have uh, seven different varieties as well, but they're not equally split. So some of sure. them are bumper crops, and others are not. And typically, the varieties that are a little smaller. Uh, sell better. So we run out of those, and then we have others that are not maybe as well-received that you have a little more difficulty selling, but they're super acidic. They make fantastic brandy. And so the plan is to take a lot of that product that maybe doesn't move as rapidly, it doesn't age well, we'll take it to brandy, and it makes phenomenal brandy. So uh, if you can imagine a, a, a brandy that's loaded with candied apricot, peach flavor, lots of floral aromas, and then you oak it for a little while and pick up a ton of vanilla, uh, wood character, mm-hmm. maybe even a little bit of smoke if you'd like that, or mocha. Uh, <clears throat> you end up with a product that is just superb. Yeah. Most people uh, don't know a lot about brandy, formally, but everybody in this region loves brandy and may not know it. <laughs> so that's true. Mm-hmm. When you ask people about their upbringing and and what they might have encountered on the illicit side, sure, what do they prefer? It's peach moonshine, correct? Strawberry moonshine, boysenberry. Yeah, you're right in Absol, it. Whatever it yeah. is, like oh well, sir or ma'am, you've been drinking brandy your whole life. Yeah, it's your favorite beverage, and you don't know it. Yeah, you think it's peach moonshine. Yeah, that's brandy. It's just and so the but the but the barrel is what's going to give it that more traditional copper colored. Yeah, so the barrel score, it's going to pick up all of its color. Right. Um, but it's also going to take – so if you take um, <clears throat> any any clear spirit, there's a lot of harshness to that clear spirit. Yeah, so, yeah, so to start with that, whether it's vodka, 
gin, whiskey, brandy, whatever, it all it all starts for the most part clear. Yeah, yeah. So I guess let me back up a little bit on yeah. So you know, the federal government uh Moonshine, has, it's all clear. Yeah. The federal government has a long list of um, what they will let you call things based on the beginning right. point. So if it's, you know, anything that's fermented from grain can be called whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a mash bill that has to be met and, and requirements of what type of barrel aging for it to be called bourbon. Anything that is uh, fermented fruit is brandy. And then they have stipulations as to what you can call that brandy based on what you started with. If it's great brandy, right. if it's uh apple brandy, you know, what the label has to say. All liquor starts as clear ethanol. Right. So when it runs from the still, it's all going to be clear. It's all young. It's uh, it's all very harsh, depending on how many times you redistill that. Right. It becomes neutral. So vodka is a grain-based alcohol that has been distilled to the point that it loses all its character. It's just ethanol. And water, yep. typically consumed at around a hundred proof, uh, <clears throat> but it doesn't have any character, and that's why you can mix it with anything. Right. Uh, we're going to be focused on a double distillation process of fruit, fermented fruit, uh, and then s- when you introduce it to oak, that's where it takes all the harshness and the bitterness out of any clear liquor, and it kind of mellows it. Mm-hmm. So the the contact time with oak is what allows it to really start to mellow and provide a lot more character and depth to that alcohol. So, so that being said, it's always sort of um, been a mystery to me how a distillery gets started because it seems to me like there's this waiting period it could be years before you have really really high quality product it seems like the best product is aged 20 years or 15 years and so a a new distillery is popping stuff off that's maybe been in a new oak barrel for six months a year how do you get a high quality product that draws people to you and and creates fans Mm -hmm. so that you can be around to make that 20-year brandy yeah, so <clears throat> get started early. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've been doing this since you were fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> no. So if you read any trade journals, uh, there's kind of a conundrum there. There's there are two schools of thought, and that's um, if you start a brand with no brick and mortar, or if you start a brick and mortar distillery with your own product, mm-hmm. and um, there are advantages and disadvantages to both. Sure. Um, if you start a brand, you're buying bulk product from other and blending distilleries that are already established. You can buy that product that may be already aged one year, five years, ten years, and then you're going to do some adjustment to that product when it's in your facility to create your own product and bottle it. Yeah. If you create a brick and mortar like we did, then you're basically starting from scratch. Um, there are some opportunities to sell product that are younger. You know, the length of time it sits in the barrel, there's uh, a lot of um, benefit from that. So even if they're not, even if it's not picking up additional flavor and aroma profile from the oak, it is oxygenating. So it's aging in the barrel. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to become much more mellow th- mm-hmm. with time. Um, 
Not to say that the product that's produced immediately is not good. It's just going to change over time. So <clears throat> there's a product, to, there's uh, an opportunity to sell clear liquor, which is run immediately. Some people enjoy it and have a preference for it. It's very fruity. It's very bright. People that like acidic uh, things, you know, Sour Patch Kids, I think they probably have a place for uh, clear liquor. Uh-huh. It's when it comes to brandy. It's somewhat tart. Um, <clears throat> but if someone uh, – then you can also – there are some things that you can do to rapid age products too. So there are a lot of really phenomenal oak products on the market, whether it be oak chips – it be uh, oak cubes. It it there are oak options out there that have enormous surface area. That when you think of a barrel, uh, it only makes contact with the surface of the barrel. But if you use a product that you can um, submerge in the alcohol, then you can be like having a soda with ice cubes in it. Yeah, you pick yeah. up a lot more uh, benefit, a lot more rapidly. But it's not going to go Don't shake your head. You look at Mark's over there. Talking. I got it. I, I know all this. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. You can just come run it. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's because he I made, couldn't run it. But you I made, you made wine it. one time in a plastic container in your yeah. basement, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I make I make beer. I make wine. I made. I just finished up a, a mead. If you make wine at, uh, at different elevations, does it taste different? That's a good question. I don't. I don't know. Probably. Well, I'm asking you. Probably didn't you just make some in, it, it tastes different. Didn't you make some in uh, yeah, Denver? And how about here? Yeah. Does it taste different? No. Huh. <laughs> you must have a terrible palate. I probably do. Yeah. So, I can tell Adam's got a uh, good palate. Yeah. Tell. No, he's, with this mustache. He's, I was about to yeah, say yeah. he's storing the assault. Yeah. Just <laughs> talking about the, uh, the difference would be there. I'll answer that question quickly. Is yeah. the fruit produced at altitude is different? So I think the wine production process is very, very little. I mean, things are going to change at altitude, like yeah. boiling points are different. Right. Uh, it doesn't really matter on the wine side. Um, but the fruit that's produced in each region and at different altitudes is going to vary a lot. I just didn't know if that was because there was different oxygen levels. Mm. I don't think about that. I don't know. See? I, can ask. I think your your palate would change with altitude. I agree with that, too. Yeah, just different oxygen levels. Yeah. Do you want to get into but, the— uh, Yes. Well, I, but if I, if I may. Yeah, sure. Sorry. I'll make it quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the distillery, with each business that we've started, we've always tried to think of, like, short, medium, and long-term revenue. So yeah. if we wait for things to age for one year, four years, five years, we'll go broke. Uh, and so we're trying to think of ways to generate revenue and to offer customers something that they'll enjoy short term, mid term, and then down the long road. It also incorporates them in the in the process and, and in the journey, which is important for people. Right. Yeah. So people really want to be a part of that. Yeah. People really enjoy giving their input and helping to do all those things that we're getting to do. And so we're going to allow people to come into the distillery to to get involved with a lot of those things. So there's a lot of opportunity for bench trialing. So we're taking uh, the product that we're running now, which is fantastic. And we're trying to figure out which oak at what toast level mm-hmm. and what other products we want to have contacted the, uh, the brandy in the finishing process. And you would think that there uh, isn't a lot of difference, but it's profound. So... If it's American oak at a light toast, American oak at a charred level, Hungarian oak, medium toast, whatever, uh, the flavor profiles are incredibly different. And then how we blend those together is going to make a, uh, a remarkable difference. And so there's opportunity for that. So, that, so do you have like a um, 
and I know this would be difficult to do, but some sort of a, a fan club where if I come in and I taste one of your brandies and it's three months old and I love it and I can sign up to get it 20 years later, the same one, and, and find out how it how it ages. That's a good idea. That's so a he good just, idea. I hadn't thought that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that one for free. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Work. But one other cool thing that we're doing, um, <clears throat> we bought a bunch of small steels. They're R&D steels. Um, and we've, we're working on putting processes together that will allow people to come into our distillery and operate, operate those stills themselves. Uh, they can't bring their own mash in. The ABC said no to that. We have to provide the product that goes in it. We won't allow people to run mash. We'll be doing a second distillation only. They have gin baskets in the column. They're called gin baskets because that's their name, but we're not making gin. They're just a basket that sits in the vapor column that we can load botanicals in, citrus peel, whatever it may be. It'll impart that flavor into the finished product. And so it'll allow people to come in, run a product that they can say they created. Uh, We will temper it, and then we'll bottle it, and you can leave the distillery with a product that you created and bottled. Yeah. So that's something Pretty that cool. we're going to try cool. to do. Sure. That's, that's cool. a great idea. Yep. All right. So you ready? Real quick. I thought he didn't want to play the game. I thought he was going to go too long. <laughs> He's got some great information. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're definitely going to come back. This is our well, fun part of the part of the show. Uh, so it's would you rather? And uh, there's no right or wrong answer, but we might give you a hard time. All right. Your job so, is to answer one, which to pick which one you want, and then at the end, tell us, and then at the very end, put one back on the list, okay? Yeah, I feel All like right. this could be fairly difficult. It's easy. Go no, ahead. it's easy. Would you rather swim with the sharks so that you can have a good time and, and live, not falling off a, a ship or anything like that? You're not compromised. Uh, would you rather jump out of an airplane— Proper supervision. You may even be tethered to another man. Compete in an oyster eating competition, and the prize is a shirt given out only once a year that says, Shuck yeah, I'm awesome. Or would you rather live on a cruise ship for a year? <laughs> that's, that's a. Quite it's really random. Yeah. yeah. That's coming from the mind of Keith Welton. So. <laughs> Which one are you picking? So swim with sharks safely, jump out of a plane safely. You never know about oysters. Yeah. Eat oysters. Yeah, you never know about oysters. Well, I hate oysters, so okay. that one's out. Okay. I'm going to jump out of a plane. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Have you ever done that before? No. I have not. Do you have a pilot's license? No. Nope. So why would you pick that then? Oh, I don't really like the water that much. Huh. I mean, I like it. Right. Enjoy going to the beach, enjoy swimming, but I don't really like being under it. Yeah. Yep. And I don't really want to be on a boat with that many people for that long. Sure. And not be able to go do whatever you want to go, you know, do on land. Cause that I like could be it. mutual, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I also don't want to be confined to that boat. Sure. Because, you know, I'm kind of uh, sporadic in yeah. what I do. And sure. And so if I want to just get up go somewhere, yeah. So if it was jumping out of that airplane, what's your visual? Where are you going to be? What's you what you're jumping? What's, what's... You want to do it over the farm you, or you want to do it somewhere unfamiliar? Plains, mountains, yeah. city. What you doing? We'll just, we'll just, 
We'll do it right here in Southwest Virginia. That way you can see uh, something from above. That, okay. Yeah. Maybe we can have your landing spot be in your the river. <laughs> right back in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Surrounded by sharks. So, <laughs> so unfortunately, we've got to wrap up. But uh, Eating oysters. It, it, part of this game, you've got to tell us, you've got to give us another question. As to what would you mm, rather? Yeah, so that our next guest gets asked that question. Yeah. You can come with it up with it on the flyer. You can give us a a little more thought, but we need to get that from you. Do you got it right now? Yeah. What is it? Or would you rather dig a ditch? Dig a ditch. That's it? That's it. That that question will answer a lot about a person Hmm. and what they've done in their life. (laughs) So now, if dig a ditch was on this list, would you have chosen that instead of jumping no, out of it? No, okay. if you've ever dug a ditch by hand, you know that's the worst thing on earth. Okay, okay. All right. Now you so, might have to make that a little sexier. Okay, All right, I will come up with something. So, Adam, tell everybody how they can find you in all of your different endeavors. Yeah. So um, the easiest ways on social media: we've got uh, Ironheart Winery. On Facebook and Instagram, got Salty Stash on Facebook and Instagram, Ferris Farms on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, feel free to reach out to me via direct message on any of those, or you can find my contact information on uh, www.ironheartwinery.com. Yep, and you've got wines for sale uh, on site. You also have wines uh, for sale on grocery. Yeah, good point. Yeah, sorry. So every grocery store in New River Valley, except for Walmart, has our product, and in uh, basically every boutique store. Uh, within two-hour radius. Yeah, you've done a terrific job with that. Hey, thanks so much. We, Thank you. We won't have you be a stranger. We'll get you back. Thank you, guys. I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. Great to have you on the show. Everybody you've been listening to? AM Hodgepodge. But when you pulled out your heart, I didn't waste it. Because there's nothing like your love to get me high. See whiskey.